Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Someone You Should Know. And I'm super honored and excited to introduce to you a very dear friend of Johnny's and mine. Um, this is a man. He and his wife and his family have been a huge part of our journey. Um, certainly the last, I think, about 10 years, um, maybe more at this point. And um, we just adore them. This uh, man that I'm going to introduce to you is definitely a pioneer on the mountain of economy. And in our last episode that Johnny and I taught on um, Up for Discussion is the name of it, Up for Discussion, Echoing a New Narrative on the Mountain of Economy, um, we we started talking about you know the agenda of the enemy and this is my favorite part when we get to showcase not what the enemy's doing, not the false narrative that we're all so unfortunately familiar with in our recent years. Um, even just, you know, over the last couple of weeks, the shaking with the banks and all of that. But the, the most important question we could ask about the mountain of economy is what is God doing? What does his kingdom look like coming to earth in this area and aspect of our of our lives. And so there's nobody I'd rather have on here for this part than Charlie Lewis. Charlie is an entrepreneur, an author, a teacher who lives in Thomasville, Georgia, and he presides over a national insurance company with over 25,000 representatives. His hard work and dedication to helping others realize their full potential has given their ministry, KSAM, and I'll let him tell you about that too, a firm foundation, and their resources guide many to a more fulfilling life. Uh, he's got so much to tell you about, and we'll get towards that at the end. But for now, I'm going to bring Charlie in. Welcome, Charlie Lewis from Thank Kingdom you. Studios in Thompson, to Georgia. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting us. And some of you may recognize Charlie from um, previous times. We've had him and, and his beautiful bride, Fran, on um, and also his son, Zach, and daughter-in-law, Leah, on a, um, a Rise Summit that we had probably about six months ago or so. So uh, welcome, Charlie. And I just want to start off by letting you say hi to everybody and maybe just take us back to uh, your younger years when you first began to know that you had a call in this area of life that we refer to as the mountain of economy and business. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It's uh, an honor to be able to share the goodness of the Lord with people. And I would say that our entire life is uh, filled with the goodness of the Lord. And uh, God is so generous and so lavish in his love to us and the way he leads us in paths that often we don't even know we're being led. It just happens, you know. I can think back to many of the pivotal times in my life, and uh, God uh, sovereignly spoke to my spirit and had me take a direction that was not a conventional way, and it totally went against everything I had learned uh, in school and in the university and uh in practical experience and he had me do things that were different mm. and uh and then he i really believe that what he does is he teaches you uh, he lets you have the experience and then he teaches you the lessons this is what <laughs> happened and why it's happening you know because otherwise you don't really have a lot of trust 
It's mm. just a mechanical, but uh, he has from uh, my family were was entrepreneurs. They uh, all my life uh, after the service and uh, college and all of that, I went in back into business with family, and God sovereignly led me away from that into my own endeavors, and uh, it's been a, a Fran likes to say it's been quite an adventure to follow God. And uh, we're not, uh, we're not uh, less excited. We're more excited than we've ever been because I believe this is the time that God is really showing out and he's really leading us into a relationship that is based on relationship mm -hmm. and how to be in the right uh, uh, relationship with him. So it's an exciting time. Good things are happening. So when you um, say that, you know, it was the unconventional route, I, I that resonates with me. That sounds like God as provider, the way that he would provide, you know, even miraculously through Jesus and the stories that we read in the New Testament. It was always counterintuitive and it always required a level of trust. And so what did that specifically look like for you? Like, did, were you automatically successful with your first endeavor in business? Well, we had a measure of success, but uh, the Holy Spirit, God has taught me uh, a different definition of success. You know, uh, I, God began to teach me uh, very pointed and very directly about the kingdom mm -hmm. uh, many years ago. And he just keeps expanding that. And uh, one of the times when God was sovereignly speaking to me, uh, he instructed me to uh, read uh, everything in the New Testament that he taught or that he said when he was on the earth. And so uh, I went back and I read I read it, you know, and I, I, it was at a particular particular time in business that I was covered up. I was working probably 18 hours a day Ooh. developing a project that God had sovereignly, uh, miraculously led me into. And uh, then all of a sudden, I mean, we were having uh, unbelievable success. And then all of a sudden, it was like the door closed. Mm. And I'm going, God, what in the world is going on here? I know you brought me here. And so God used that to take me into studying that scripture and finding the direction that he had for me uh, to go and what his plans were. And he actually said to me when I had studied and, and was looking at the results of my study, uh, I said, Lord, is this what you want me to understand? And he said, yes. And he said to me, you've had a measure of success. He said, people will look at you and say, Charlie, you're successful. Mm -hmm. But really you have not touched the success that I have planned for you and you never will until you understand kingdom. And wow. it just, it just blew my mind, you know, and I had, when he led me to study all of his teaching when he was on the earth, uh, I was so busy and it, it really uh, annoyed me a bit because I was busy and I didn't have time to do that, but I said, okay, I'll do it. And I read everything and I, I was even snide. I know God laughs at us sometime in all of our intelligence, you know, 
I was a little sad. I said, okay, you want me to read everything you said? I said, he said, yes. I said, the stuff in red, Lord, that's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> and I know he was laughing at my, because that was a bit of a snide remark, you know, and I read it and I went back in another time of prayer, actually in my study at the off at home, at my office at home. And uh, I said, well, Lord, I've read it. And he said, he was quiet. And I'm never real comfortable when he's quiet. You know, <laughs> I'm saying, uh-oh, what's coming next? You know, and he, uh, he said to me, he said, no, Charlie, you really didn't read it. And I said, now, Lord, that bothers me. I know you know that I did read it. I read every bit of it. He said, no. He said, you read it with your religious mind. Mm. You didn't read it with an open spirit to hear what my spirit wants to say to your spirit. Wow. And I had had, I had, I was a Watchman Nee fan and I had read, I won't say I read it all because there were three volumes like that of the spiritual man, but I read a lot of it hmm. and I read enough of it to know exactly what God was saying. And so I apologized, repented and went back, took months to read it all again. And when I, got through in another time of uh, fellowship. I said, Lord, I've read it. And he said, yeah. I said, but I'm confused. I said, I don't know anything more about what you wanted me to know before I read it than I do now that I have read it. And he laughed. He said, well, what did you think? I said, well, uh, you don't, you didn't teach any of the things that I've been taught in church and in school and all of these things. You didn't teach those things. He said, no, what did I teach? I said, you taught the kingdom of God. That's what you taught. And he said, that's right. That's what I taught. That was the central theme and the primary message as I looked at it of what God taught. And I said, so is that what you want me to know? Mm -hmm. And his spirit said to my spirit, just what I shared. Yes, you've had a measure of success, but you'll never reach the success that I have planned for you unless mm -hmm. you understand kingdom. And being an entrepreneur, my reaction was, well, great. I want to know that if it's going to bring a measure of success with it, I want to know that. And so I've had a journey for over 40 years learning. And, and I can honestly say I've studied a lot, written a lot of books uh, to me. Uh, and I know more, but I don't believe I've scratched the surface of what God wants us to know about the kingdom. So someone listening might say, well, what does the kingdom and something that spiritual have to do with business and economy? Well, that's a good question. If you'd asked me before I started studying, I would say nothing. You know, it's for <laughs> right. church and for churchy things. And, churchy but, things. <laughs> but what you find out is uh, the kingdom is God's system. Uh, everything that God created, when you look at it, uh, operates within a system. I mean, our body is a mass of systems, you know, and the universe and the solar system and everything that God created operates within a system. Mm -hmm. And what's so special about God's system is they operate in a total order. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard it said that, uh, God's order is so precise. Uh, the way the 
earth is balanced. It's like on a knife's edge. And if you moved it one degree, it would destroy the whole world with all of the uh, tides and all of that. So God has a system and his system contains a total order yeah. that, uh, that it operates within. And in reality, he doesn't hide it. He doesn't make it difficult to understand, but you have to uh, learn to listen mm -hmm. and hear what God's saying because we talked about success and all of my life, I and everybody I know gauges uh, success by assets. Mm -hmm. How much have you got, you know, and uh, uh, the Lord and, and I read it so many times and never got that. And Matthew six, where he talks about seeking first the kingdom and his way of doing right and his kingdom's eternal. And so he's telling us to seek the things of eternity. Mm -hmm. He began before that saying, don't measure success by assets that are time driven. Hmm. See, a pursuit of assets is a time driven process. But he said, pursue your purpose and be eternity driven. You see, wow. when we look at uh, assets, uh, we look at uh, look at income and what we get from those things. And God is far more concerned about outcome. Hmm. Are we looking for income or are we looking for outcome? I can honestly say that God teaches us when we don't really know the background of what we're being taught. I mean, he taught me kingdom my entire life. I can see times, Elizabeth, I never will forget. I had graduated from high school. Uh, and we did have running water back then, you know, and inside <laughs> plumbing. It's been a day or two. But uh, I, uh, I graduated and I worked in our family, my dad's business. And I went to the university in another town and I had decided that I wanted to be a, a physician. I was going to study medical. So I went to school and took almost all day planning out the next six to eight years of my life and what I was going to study and what I was going to do. And I finished and I took my little folder with everything in it, went back to my car in the parking lot and took my folder and went through it. And when I got, when I was finished, I laid my folder down and almost instantly the spirit of God said to my spirit, where do I fit in there? Wow. And that's and as I, a teenager. As a teenager. And I wasn't a real spiritual person. Uh, in fact, I was probably the other way. And he said, uh, I said, and it just startled me. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I knew the voice of God because I'd been raised around a faith family. So I understood and I knew it was God talking. You know, I believe that's something that we all do. We know when God's talking to us, mm -hmm. whether we're in a relationship or not. Yeah. So when he said that to me, I said, I don't know, Lord, do you want to fit in there? And I started, up my car, I started up my car and left and never went. And I can give you times when God, and I believe he does that to everyone. You know, uh, Romans talked so much about God revealing himself mm -hmm. to everybody. 
There's nobody that is ever born on the earth that hasn't had an encounter with God through his majesty, through his creation and through his spirit. He speaks to all of us Yeah, and we get to choose. Yeah. So let's go back to income and outcome. That was so intriguing. What you just said about that. What is that? That's a profound revelation that God gave you. How did that, how did you actually tangibly um, express that revelation in your business and in your family decisions y'all made around business? I know that's one unique thing about um, your company is that you have always involved, maybe always involved your, your family, your kids. Yeah, I have because uh, family is the foundation that God builds on mm-hmm. in our relationship. And so family is so important to me. But, uh, well, I can, one of our, we are a, a national and international distribution company for life and health insurance. And we've had CEOs of billion dollar companies come to little small Thomasville to visit us and spend two or three days because our results are not normal. Mm-hmm. When, we, when they look at our records and people have checked them before and they'll say, how do you do that? I don't understand how you can have that kind of profit and have that kind of return with this, but yet you do. And it's because of the direction that the Holy Spirit God gives us on how to do. And we actually have had accountants and attorneys come to us and say, uh, you give too much. <laughs> You, you should not be giving as much money as you're giving. It's not sound business to give what you're giving. And even my sons and my wife will say, that's who we are and that's how we live. And that's what we do. We understand dynamics, you know? And so we understood, we understand that we're not working for income. And I can honestly say, and, and, and I don't say this with any uh, trying to get any credit for it. I say this because simply this is the way God did it. Uh, I've never done anything seeking something. I've never wanted to be the biggest company out there. I've never wanted to be, uh, have, and, and that was one of the things he taught me in kingdom. In kingdom, there is no competition and there is no comparing. If you look at when Jesus gave the talents and he came back and evaluated them, not one time in his conversation did he compare them to each other mm-hmm. and they returned to each other. He never did. And, and he never had that competition or that comparison there. What God did, he said, what are you do? What did you do with what I gave you? Right. And that's the kingdom principle that we learn. So, so uh, we had this uh, CEO of one of the largest, if not the largest insurance companies in the top five, at least in our office. He was a former CEO. He had been uh, moved to another company and he'd spent two and a half days with us and not really with me, with my family and with our employees. And he, uh, he was getting ready to leave. So I showed up and uh, wanted to thank him for coming and all of that. And he said, he said, I don't understand you. And I thought, wow, 
that's a statement that that could be good or that could be bad. I don't know what you're where you're going here. He said, Charlie, every company that he said, and I work with all of them. And he said, every company engages representatives and their uh, question is, what can you do for me? How can you make us better? How can you do that? He said, you don't do that. I said, no. He said, you always say, and he said, it's in your literature. You say, how can we help you to be the best you can be and have the best business that you can have? He said, that's a, that's a different approach. Wanting to help instead of wanting to get from people. And, and there are many of uh, instances, many times that people have said, you're different. We have people come from all over and they get with our family at lunch and the people that represent us come back and say, well, you did it again. And I said, what did we do? And they said, you confused them. And I said, how did we confuse them? He said, the question they ask is, do they really like each other that much? Or do they really love each other? And my family's who they are. And I, and he said, the people will say, yeah, they really do. And, and it's that relationship and, our, uh, our our standards for living and our standards for relationship uh, are are such that we don't try to uh, run over anybody. We don't try to, uh, we don't see anybody as our competition. Yeah. Because God didn't, didn't make us to compete. He made it, us, he made us to do the best that we can. And that's a different posture. It's really? like playing the ball game to win or playing the ball game to keep from losing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wow. So you, you mentioned, um, you just went real quick over a comment about dynamics. What, what do you mean when you say kingdom dynamics and how does that play into how you have run the company and positioned your family and in, in the ways that the company is run? Well, religion has taught so much about regulation and compliance and hmm. you you being, uh, you performing to, uh, and then if you don't perform, they judge you and, and uh, do that. But what we really don't realize is that we all are self-governed. We don't know that. We think that there's these regulation compliance out there that we are judged by. But when I wrote a, I wrote a book uh, called uh, Kingdomnomics, the Lord gave me that name. And, and, I wrote it and was finished with it. And I had said, uh, Kingdomnomics, uh, the laws, uh, help me here, the laws of conduct and behavior. And the Lord said, uh-uh, I can't say that. And I said, wait a minute. You've told me that. I've taught it all over the world. What are you talking about? I can't say that. He said, because that confuses people. It's not really a law. It's a dynamic. Hmm. And a dynamic is defined as an interactive system involving competing and conflicting forces mm. where our choice of action contains within its selection a predetermined outcome and the inertia to get you there. Wow. So we were talking about forgiveness this morning and forgiveness, you don't have to forgive. I mean, I hope not because a lot of people don't, you know, uh, but if you, if you forgive, 
here's where you're going. You're going to get these benefits. You're going to get peace. You're going to get a relationship that's not hampered. If you choose not to forgive, you're going to usually end up in bitterness and, and sickness and you get those results. So when we choose, you know, I used to, when I was growing up, people would say, I can't believe God would send somebody to hell for that. You know, we were in a pretty fundamental faith. And the truth is God didn't send anybody anywhere. He gives us the ability to understand dynamics, the interactive system involving competing and conflicting forces where we choose our action and that action contains the inertia to take you to a predetermined, pre-prescribed outcome. And that's a, to me, that's a, that made all the difference in my relationship with God. I didn't have to, I, he wasn't a big sheriff in the sky. He was a guy that wanted to be in relationship with me and help me to make the right decisions and the yeah. right choices because his plan, he said, are for good, for a hope and for a future and not for disaster. So if I learn how he does things and how he does things yeah. is by dynamics and it's not by legalism and, and, he said so much about the law. He said, you couldn't do the law if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. But, but you can understand dynamics and you can make a quality choice for an outcome because our action mm -hmm. determines our outcome. That is the so powerful. That's so powerful. And I, I, an example that comes to my mind, I'm not sure if this is an example you would choose or not, but of how you put into practice a kingdom dynamic related to your business. Um, I don't know if you guys still do this or not, but I think at some point, um, if I'm remembering correctly, at the beginning or end of every year, instead of setting a goal for how much um, profit you guys could have for the next year, it was how much can we give away next year? How much can we um, produce outcome towards other people or projects? Is that, is that, would that be an example of a kingdom dynamic? Absolutely. In fact, I teach about giving because I believe giving is the most misunderstood kingdom dynamic out there. Hmm. You see God uh, giving is the prerequisite to receiving, right? Mm -hmm. And if we understand that, and what I, I like to say that people are pretty taken back by, I said, if your earning plan is not to fulfill your giving plan, then you're working in the wrong kingdom. Hmm. So Say that dynamic, again, if your earning plan. If your earning plan is not to fulfill your giving plan, then you're working in the wrong kingdom. Wow. And when you're working in the right kingdom, the implication is, is that inertia will take you to where true success is. Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. not asset-based and time-driven. It is the eternity-driven and pur it's purpose-driven and eternity-based. Wow. I mean, God is so clear with that income versus outcome. So how does our economy, how does someone's business or what their entrepreneurial endeavor is, how could that be something related to eternity? You know, other than I'm going to make enough finances to be able to give towards churchy things, as you said. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, 
everything in life has an eternal application. If it didn't, Jesus wouldn't have said, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right. You see, he told us that eternity was to be our platform that we build on. And, and I'm right now in the middle of a manuscript where I'm taking things that says, uh, uh, you know, I believe in Proverbs, there's a really clear uh, process for learning in the kingdom. First, you get knowledge. Knowledge is facts or truth. Mm -hmm. And you take that knowledge and then you go to before the Lord and, and his work and say, how do I apply that to myself? How do I make that active experientially in my life? And when you do that, you gain wisdom. wisdom. But you see, Proverbs also says in that same section, knowledge without wisdom profits little. So the Lord said, I desire above all else, what? That you prosper. That you profit. Prosper and, and prosper is profit. That you profit and be in good health. So if we are going to pursue that course of action, then we have to go to a place where we get knowledge from God and from his word. And Elizabeth, it's so easy in religion uh, to get caught up in relatives. You know, God's absolute. His word's absolute. His kingdom is absolute. It does not change. And when we get hung up on all of the relative things, uh, do you dunk? Do you speak in tongues? Do you wear long hair? Do you? I mean, all this stuff that is relative. Yeah. I mean, some of it may have... I don't know the right word to use, but the, the, the gist of the thing, there's no virtue there. Mm -hmm. Virtue only comes from a relationship with God. If we can go back to the uh, things that are eternal, the things that are absolutes, and hang to those, what is that? That is God, that is the kingdom, that is uh, his word. And when we, can, when we encounter something in life, and that's what I'm doing now, uh, what if somebody uh, talks about you? And tell stories. Well, uh, if we're in the kingdom of darkness, the first thing we want to do is find them and punch them. You know, just just punch <laughs> them real hard. But, but that's that's anti-kingdom. Yeah. Kingdom, what does the Lord say? He talked about forgiving. He talked about turning it over to me and being kind to them. And everything in our life has a kingdom reference and has an eternal reference so in my business if i'm wanting to enter into a a, a new era like a new product or a, a new area of expertise mm -hmm. why do i want to go there and what do i want to do with it and what does god say about that mm -hmm. and 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 it's very clear he'll give you if you'll take the truth and the knowledge and get before him and ask for wisdom he'll tell you how to do it and when he does, the third part of that is understanding. Because when you get the knowledge and it becomes wisdom for you, you understand God's plan for humanity. And he has a plan. He has a plan for everybody. Every day of our life was written in his book before the first day began, before the first moments have passed. Yeah. And time is such a short thing. Yeah. So in business, if all we spend our uh, efforts and energy on is this little bit of time and what happens instead of going out here and saying, God, how do I use this 
in reality in a uh, eternal and eternally will always be a kingdom way. An interesting thing the Lord said to me, if it's not about eternity, it's not about the kingdom. And I thought, wow, that's pretty eye-opening, pretty confining. How do I deal with that? But God wants us to understand how to do business his way of doing and being right. And when you do that, I tell the companies that come to us, I say, if anybody loses, we're not going to do this deal. Wow. Well, yeah, I said, no, it's, it's simple. Uh, everybody's got to win. I mean, the company's got to win. Uh, the agents have to win. The client has to win. And our company has to win. It's got to be good for everybody. You know, having been in business for so long, I've dealt with a, a lot of attorneys and it always sends up a red flag when an attorney tells me, he says, uh, I know what they did was wrong. I just don't know if it's illegal. Mm, yeah. And I go, wait a minute. Why is there a difference? There shouldn't be. God is looking for every for people on every mountain. He's looking for people who will stand up because the system has so infiltrated what we're doing and our lives so completely. Somebody's got to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do business that way. That's not right. Yeah. Attorneys have to say, I don't care what the precedent is. I don't want to know what God's word says. And we do it that way. Right. I mean, I had a friend who's a Supreme Court judge for a state. And he said, well, you have to do some things to establish a precedent for the future. I said, the precedent's already been established. God's already said. And that's what we hang on to. So, Wow. Doing business the kingdom way. Uh, you won't be able to outgive God and to you'll you'll reap success. When we had the big downturn in 2008, uh, Fran had jewelry at a jewelry store. And so that's my wife. And so she was uh, it became uh, kind of hard in that her segment of the business because she was upscale, graduate gemologist, do custom design and all of that. And so God, she went before God and God said, here, I want you to do this. And so we ended up going with a couple of franchises and had 15 stores. And God saw him. So people came to us and said, well, what, what, how are you doing that in the turndown? How are you doing that when all this that's going on? And I said, we just chose not to participate. <laughs> We're going to do what we want to participate in God's kingdom, God's plan. His way of doing and being right. And when you do that, I assure you the systems of the world will not overtake it. You'll do good. Man, I love that. Oh, that is just so exciting. So how did you transition from, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, as you were obeying God and beginning to study the kingdom and the kingdom dynamics while you're still very much hands-on with your company and your business. Um, now you're a lot more hands-on with the ministry side and the resources that you've created, which we want you to tell about in a moment. But how, how did you know that God was calling you more towards that part? And, and then, then maybe segue into telling us what what kind of resources you have and where people can find out more about um, okay. KSAM and the other things you offer. God began to teach me about kingdom. I, I shared that 
initial encounter. And he be, kingdom is so comprehensive. It covers so much. You know, it's God's total system for man's total need. And when he began to teach me that, I was just kind of uh, overwhelmed and saying, I don't know, how does all that work? And I began to learn and figure that out. And in the middle of that, uh, the Holy Spirit said, it's time for you to turn your business over to your kids. And I said, well, okay, I can do that. I'll set up a plan. I'll set up a system and we'll gradually take this and do this. And the Lord said, no, I didn't say that. I said, what did you say? He said, turn your system over to your kids. And I mean, give it all to them. And I said, well, okay, if that's what I'm supposed to do. So I went to the lawyers, attorneys, and the uh, uh, CPAs, and I said, here's my plan, and here's what I want to do. And I've never in my life had more people try to talk me out of that. No, you can't do that. That, that's, uh, that is not wise in any shape or fashion. You just simply can't do that. And I said, no. I said, I don't believe that. I said, if I'm following God and if I've done with my kids what God's taught me, I said, then God told me it's time and I'm going to do it. Mm. And so, boy, I, I caught a lot of uh, flack about that. And the interesting thing about it, our assets total this certain amount, right? And I gave it all to them. No strings attached. It was theirs, and it was at their disposal. A lot of things. I won't go into it because uh, it would would shock you the, the extent that God told me to do that. Wow. And so I did it. And uh, we just kept doing what we were doing and following God. In the matter of a year and a half, we had almost 100 times value in assets than what I had given everything away. I said, I looked at that and Fran and I were looking at it and I said, how did this happen? <laughs> but we had given everything away to them and then God multiplied where we started more than a hundred times what we'd given away. Incredible. And it's continued to grow every time. It mm -hmm. continues to grow now. And I, I uh, God sovereignly began to tell me to write books and do recordings. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he had told me uh, probably 20 years before to write this book. He had given me the title and he had, had laid it out. And I taught it uh, all over, taught it, especially youth people and groups and stuff. And I never got to write the book. I just never wrote the book because I ran out of time. And so uh, God sovereignly started telling me to write the books and do recordings. And uh, I said, okay, I, okay, I will. But my nature, I'm just a busy person. I stay busy and, and, and I will until the Lord calls me home or he comes back one or the other. That's who I am. I love that. And so uh, I was traveling a good bit then and we had our own airplane. And so I, I went up to Nashville, actually, for a meeting with somebody. And I'm sitting in the back of the airplane, and we're taking off and going. And this guy looks over at me and says, hey, Charlie, you written the books and done the recordings? 
I said, no, I'm really having a hard time getting that done. I said, I've decided to just post it on our website and, and let people go there. He didn't say anything. We flew for about another five or 10 minutes and he looked over and said, hey, Charlie, God didn't say put it on the website. And he said, I know you're busy, but I'll come help you do it. Mm-hmm. I will commit to do that. I said, okay, I've got to go to Panama and to different places and I'll let you know. And so when we were there, I don't know, you may have been with us there. I don't remember if you and Johnny were on that trip or not, but I think you were because we were at uh, the former president of Guatemala's house. Yeah. We, go out, we leave about, what was it, two o'clock in the morning or something? Yeah. It's ungodly yeah. late. And one of his sons looked over at me as we were standing on the porch and said, I've got to tell you something. I said, and he hesitated. So I reached to get a card. I'm a business person. I said, okay, uh, you can just, here's my card, my email, my yeah. uh, everything. Just send it to me. He said, no, I can tell you. He said, I think you'll know. He said, God said, write the books and do the recordings. I said, <laughs> okay. So I went back to the motel and I was having trouble going to sleep. I said, Lord, I'm not stubborn. I'm not hard at it. I'm just busy. And so uh, we went on and came back and Fran and I had flown to Las Vegas where she went to a meeting for her industry. We were coming back in and I'd traveled with the guy and I'd never read one of his books. And I kept saying, Lord, don't let him ask me about it until I at least get to read a book. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think you do. And I'm cramming this book, sitting two seats from the front and I see somebody in blue walk by me and I think it's a stewardess or something you know and she goes into the uh kitchen area which was right above us and i'm still reading france sitting right beside me. that person comes back and kneels down beside me and she looked at me and she said you write books don't you and i'd never written the first one yet i said well and she said and you do recordings that people take all over the world i said well and she said god wanted me to tell you that that that's what he's expecting you to do. And she got up and left because we were making our approach in. And so Fran says, who was that person? I said, I don't know. I said, but we're at the front. She can't get off without coming by me. So I said, we're going to stand here until she does. And I'm going to see who she is and all that. Well, we did. And she never came by. So mm-hmm. I said, wow. I'll, go, I'll go to the back. So I walked all the way to the back of the plane and there was nobody on the plane wow so a little angelic activity yes it <laughs> was it come was, on write the books I, so I started writing the books <laughs> yes you and did and god just reveals more and more i think elizabeth my favorite where i'm at right now is in hebrews 12 in the passion hmm. where jesus said once and for all i will not only shape the systems of the world but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realms. And I believe that is where we are. Mm -hmm. Now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. Mm -hmm. That is the old order. Mm -hmm. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute awe and surrender. That's where we are. God is moving. This is the time. 
that he's shaking everything that can be shaken. Yeah. And if you hang on to that old order, those old systems, then you're going down with it. <laughs> you're going down with it. So what God is calling us to do is to connect yeah. to the kingdom, to his way of doing and being right. And I'm probably out of time, but so good. Our website is behind me. You can see it. Ksam.net. We have books and we have all kinds. You can sign up. We do blogs uh, every week and we do things on the things that God is speaking to us. We're entrepreneurs who God has called to the mountain of kingdom and business. Yeah. And we're, we don't try to be uh, an authority in, in eschatology or an authority in, in, in doctrine. What we try to do is share when God comes back, I don't believe he's going to, when I stand before him, I don't believe he's going to say, well, you didn't understand eschatology. Well, you didn't. I think God's going to say, Charlie, what did you do with what I gave you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what our goal is. Thank yeah. you for letting us share. Oh, I just have loved every word of it. And I know that those that will watch this will be really impacted, whether they're uh, called to this mountain or not. You know, we, we can all see the shaking that's happening in Amen. our economic systems. And we just say, let it shake, God. We need it Amen. to come down. We need his better way of doing and being, Amen. as you said. And one of my favorite things about you, Charlie, is you just, um, you have certain talking points that you always come back to and you, you redefine them in the most profound but simple way. And even just the concept of kingdom, and then you broke down the word dynamics. I just want those that are watching and listening to understand this is how Charlie writes. And, you know, the book you mentioned, Kingdomnomics, will be on your website and then many other books. Um, I know that you've recently signed with the same literary agency that we have. So I'm so excited about your resources going even more mainstream right now. I think compared to where they're going to be one day, they're a little, little hidden, but you guys can get in early and, and read, read them before others do, and then, then pass them around. Also, I just want to um, encourage people to sign up for your weekly blog. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. You, you do such a great job of just speaking out of the overflow of what God's freshly speaking to your heart. And breaking it down in a way that that the reader can really apply it personally, certainly for those that are in business, but even beyond that. I mean, the kingdom is, as you said, it's for every what we call the mountain. It's for every aspect Amen. of our lives. And um, God's just so anointed you out of you know your obedience to do what he originally asked you to do, which is dig into that that part of um, what he had for you. So. I love it. Um, in your book, Kingdomnomics, would that be the best resource for someone who's really wanting to dig into, you know, they've got a company, they're trying to run their business the kingdom way, and they, they need to start with some of this new understanding. Would that be the best place for them to start? That's a good place to start. Actually, the three of a series, the kingdom system, most people don't understand there is another way of doing. Do you remember the, that uh, where, what are they calling the, servant who the shrewd servant mm -hmm. who had uh taken advantage of his owner and had uh had misappropriated stuff and done all of that 
and and he made a way for himself. That bothered me for so many years. And finally, uh, the Lord said, you don't get it, do you? I said, no, I really don't. And he said, he understood his system. He knew how to work in his system. Wow. You don't even know you have one. Mm -hmm. So knowing you've got a system and kingdomnomics is how it works. It removes all the religiosity out of it. And mm -hmm. then the thing that is so important that we miss, we spend the first 15 to 25 years of our life preparing for employment. Mm -hmm. God didn't call us to employment. He called us to deployment. You mm. see what he said in, in Jeremiah 1 and 5, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I approved of you as what? My chosen instrument. Mm. You see, that An instrument is something that you deploy into a specific cause. So God has deployed everybody to the earth. I mean, all of the language when you get that concept and where he says occupy, that's a deployment term. And when he says that we are supposed to uh, seek him first, that's, that's a term of, of going after what's important first and understanding it. So I would say uh, the kingdom system, kingdomnomics, and then kingdom deployment, because that's where we're all. And that's a that, series, your three series. Of yeah, that's books. the one we're working on right now. Um, so the one that you're working on right now is the kingdom deployment? No, we finished King Boy a long time yeah. ago. So what's the, the one, one you're working on now? Does it have a title? Right now is, I haven't really got the title clear in my spirit. Sure. But it begins, Eternality. You ever yeah. heard that word? No, I love that. Eternality. And it's our forever relationship with eternity and with our personal eternalness. Wow. See, that's not something we deal with. Mm -hmm. How, how often have you stopped and thought, well, how does this deal with eternity? How does this deal with my eternal? We talked about it in our uh, team leaders meeting this morning. We always go to time. How does this impact my time? Instead of realizing time is the shortest component of eternity that we live in. So the question then should be, how does this impact my eternity? That's right. Mm -hmm. And my eternalness. Mm -hmm. Listen, you can go through things. But it's only uh, we have short memories. Mm -hmm. If we'll allow ourselves to get past it and heal, we forget it and go on. I mean, America has one of the shortest memories <laughs> of any country in the world. But we aren't God. You know, Elizabeth, we're not designed to live in time. Time is to be a temporary experience for us. We are designed to live in eternity without time forever. So our eternal relationship, our forever relationship with eternity and with our eternalness. So mm -hmm. that's what God's saying to me. Well, that's exciting that you're you're already putting that in a book and um, can't wait to read it and let others know about it. So again, people, you can find out more about uh Charlie and Fran and all that God's been teaching them through their resources in ksam.net. And thank you again. Would you mind praying over those that are watching and listening as we sure. close? Well, Father, uh, here we are. And Lord, you have made us where we desire to be in a living relationship with you.
-hmm. And Lord, not to go through the motions and not have empty experiences without you being the center of things. And Lord, you have given us a proving ground for learning how to live our lives in eternity and in our eternalness. So Lord, speak to those who are here. We invite you, Holy Spirit God, to just minister right now yes. and talk to the people. And angel armies of God, we dispatch you and ask you to reveal yourself yes, God. and all of your manifestations to people who are hungry, Lord. Yes. The world is hungry. In fact, Lord, they're desperate. They're looking everywhere, trying to find you and how to be in a living relationship with a living God. And Lord, I just call down heaven right now. I reach into that realm, to heaven's realm, and I ask you to cover everyone that's listening here. Speak to their spirit, to their mind, and allow them to hear what you're saying because your plans are for good, for a hope and for a future and not for disaster. And we thank you that you gave us authority over all the kingdom of darkness. And we take it right now. And thank you for revelation and for understanding. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Thank you so much, Charlie, for your time and all the, the hard times you've said yes and no, the times you needed to say yes and no to be at this season of your life where you can just share the wisdom that God has, has given you. And we're just grateful for who you are and to the body of Christ. So thank you. Thank and, you. We, lo we love y'all and bless you. Yeah. And um, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the notification bell, all those things so that we can get this video seen by more people. And till next time on Someone You Should Know. Bless you. Bless you.